1: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 303 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles. Joined as always, not as always, but as mostly, I'll just say as mostly, by my mainest man, Willie Saylor, <coughs> donning a beautiful Farjo shirt. Kyle Brackett. Farjo.
2: It's pronounced Farjo.
1: Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. The wrestling nomad is here, donned in a beautiful white bathrobe. A outfit. Oh, wow <laughs> a outfit. A wow outfit. All white. So Also really? sh-
3: shout out to Colorado, three oh three. Area code. Episode three oh three.
1: Oh my gosh. Stop. We're off to a great start. This is can we start over? We you don't do
3: that? You don't think about <laughs> like we used to you used to be able to do numbers like uh Yeah, numbers. They're not like numbers athletes anymore. numbers. Now you get to – now you, we're getting up to area code status.
0: No. no. Next one would be West nope. Virginia, three oh four. Yeah, see there you go. Boom. I like this now. I'm all I'm all in. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Racky likes it. We
1: just, just everyone just stopped listening and deleted this show off their phone, <laughs> thanks to you guys.
2: Okay. <laughs> Will, Can't Will wait be- till we get to Mines, episode
1: 610. Yeah, it won't be long. Um, so, Willie's back from Fargo. A lot to talk about there. Um, but at the top, we have a D1 opening and sort of strange timing, considering, right? Like, you don't often have the resignation for in. in before we get too into it heath esslinger utc head coach had resigned and so now that spot is vacant for the time being and a little interesting timing it's july school starting in less than a month basically everywhere and i would assume that would be true at utc so solid job um not a tier one position but definitely uh, a program with potential there's momentum they you know they host a scuffle um they've had some solid seasons in the past and um the question now is, one, Rochelle, Kyle Rochelle, who just went from Wisconsin to UTC, he's the interim. What does this mean for him? Could he potentially just slide in and keep that job? The the administration said you know, they're going to do a national search, which would mean they're not just going to hand it to, to Rochelle, but maybe they have to say that anyways. And what other names would be interested in this position?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that – Rochelle's in a in a great situation and and whoever um, I I don't know if they would just give it to him right away. although who knows, maybe Rochelle um, maybe Rochelle went there with the understanding of this already happened. Is there any chance of that, Christian? There well it has been kind of rumored for
1: a while that the Heath was not long for this job that he was, you know, he has a lot of opportunities as a motivational speaker and that's what he's going to be pursuing is, is my understanding. So this was kind of always going to eventually happen or so we thought. So this happening now, I know, I don't think Rochelle's like completely stunned that this, this would have happened. Right. Right.
2: Um, so no. Right. And maybe the administration wasn't completely stunned either. I don't know. Um, but the the South is growing. Um, you see, Georgia. Yeah, a lot of people were surprised that uh, Georgia had so many people on the freshman big board. But Georgia's been coming for a long time. That the numbers that they get in Georgia are amazing. And I know we're talking about Tennessee, but the, the right there, right there. Um, and you know, I was walking around. I did this quick video uh, during a Greco session. I just took the camera went around the the floor and I ran into Stacy Davis a uh, longtime official and a team Georgia coach for a long time and I said and I said hey what's the what's the uh likelihood of any D1 program I said we need a D1 program in Georgia and he said ain't happening ain't, ain't and there's no serious talk about it so if and Alabama got some good guys and you know Florida and the Carolinas, <clears throat> there's there's a lot of talent there to pull from. I think UTC is a great opportunity.
3: Now, how is Little Rock going to impact any uh, recruiting as far as, you know, I mean, Rochelle's from Kentucky, right? So closer to that a little closer to that area. Um, but if you get a guy like you know Rochelle who who may have big plans and they get you know a good RTC in place. You could maybe start having some recruiting battles with Little Rock, which might kind of uh, hurt those two from from kind of taking off quickly over the next few years because they might be well, just fighting I, for I, the I've, same kids. I
1: see like Little Rock is more like Arkansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, Texas. Like, Texas. That's, mm-hmm. that's going to be their pocket. Whereas I see uh, UTCs like Georgia, the Carolinas, Virginia, East Coast, kind of, and, and even the Midwest, really.
2: Well, I tell you, I think there's, I think there's enough talent to go around. the, the good, the good problem. I mean, it's, it's a good problem that we have these up and coming programs. But what helps it is, there's good talent everywhere. Um, Georgia is starting to produce more D one guys. Kansas, right now, I think Kansas. I don't know why Kansas State doesn't start a program because that would be, that would be perfect. But Kansas is starting to produce a lot better uh, mm-hmm. prospects. Um, and I think I think Little Rock takes advantage of that. I think Little Rock takes advantage of, of Kansas. And you know who's criminally under-recruited? And it's kind of not right in the immediate area. But Colorado. Colorado produces so much talent. And, you know, if, if you ever go look, and this isn't a new thing, if you ever go look at the list of, all Americans by state, you'll be surprised. I forget what exactly they are, but Colorado's up there. Yeah. So
3: I got um, two notes on on UTC job. If if I'm the UTC coach, I become best friends with Daniel Dennis because he's down there now doing Capstone Wrestling, right? So I think he's going to have a big impact on. You the You should future become of,
1: best friends with Daniel Dennis regardless of your job because he is yeah. like he's the, the, the man, most, yeah. He's like the most fun, hilarious guy that exists.
3: He's, fair. Fair point. Yeah. Um and then as far as so, you know, I, I grew up in the, the national prep system, right? And national preps uh Tennessee has been doing a very good job there, so I would also kinda heavily recruit the the private school area so I would I would get a good relationship with, with the the private schools in the archdiocese. Area. Yes. The, just, the Memphis Archdiocese.
0: I'm just gonna go ahead and throw this out there. I might apply. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. All right, this is yeah. not good.
1: So Bracky, as we all know, he got his heart ripped out. He applied oh, for the West man. Virginia job. Wait a second, UTC school colors very similar to West Virginia's. Yeah, that's I'm connecting a lot of dots here. It's mountainous. Chattanooga's a great town. Chattanooga, Chattanooga is pretty this sweet. This is it. There's there's a lot going on here. So we're gonna we just gonna tackle this one at a time. Kyle Brackey was a finalist. He was one of the <laughs> the final people to apply for the West Virginia job. Did not get it. Tim Flynn, something about qualifications, whatever. It was. Experience. You, know, it it, you know what, it's politics, big, big yeah. brother politics, yeah. you know, good old boy system, uh, once again, rears its head. Although so
0: he- Bracky should have had the in, because isn't the AD a Parkersburg guy? That's, dude, come on, it's not important right yeah, now. Yeah, stop. We're talking about Chattanooga. He got he got screwed. <laughs> All right,
1: he got screwed, everyone else. So now he's interested in what? the UTC job.
0: Well, I found out how much the head coach makes. Yes. And that kind of sold me. It sold you. So, Nomad put how much
1: the, the head coach position... Makes it's $75,545.36. Um, they couldn't round that out to an even <laughs> dollar there or
0: down. Uh, I understand that's probably not a lot by you know most big D1 programs, but um, I'm not above that or below that. Wow, so you got a, you got
3: a family now, right? You're uh,
0: no, I don't have a family. Well, you have a wife now, yes, and you have
3: a, a large fur, you have fur, a dog, uh, yes. thing that it, it takes a lot to feed Hank.
1: So Brad, so yeah, how good a job this is? I'm not sure, like the financial situation, like you know whether they have scholarship wise, et cetera. But Chattanooga is sweet as a town. Uh, we can definitely can confirm that. We're there for the scuffle every year, and uh, yeah. Hey, a, a couple, Ch- things. A couple
2: of it things. First thing, let's strong.
1: go. Chattanooga strong.
2: First thing, let's go. Christian Piles, who's always working the phones.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> is there anybody linked to it right now?
1: Um, don't be surprised if Izzy Silva throws his hat in the ring, UTC alum. Um, I don't know if he would leave Fresno for this job, but wouldn't be surprised to see him considered. Um, Hmm. you mentioned Daniel, you mentioned Daniel Dennis. Someone, someone said he, he might be interested. I don't think Dan is probably ready for that yet. I I mean, he's just so, so new in his yeah. coaching career i would love to see daniel dennis <coughs> in the d1 ranks coaching at some point i don't know if right now makes sense or like head coach right away but um
0: It'd be great if they could get him on staff though get him on staff
1: yeah. uh yeah that would be that would be great but no not a lot of, not a lot of names other than that izzy silva you know Ro- rochelle i think a lot of rochelle we liked him a lot at wisconsin and it was kind of a not a raw deal it's just the way it's business right you know the head coach gets fired, and then the new guy brings in his guys, and Rochelle was kind of left out there. But everyone kind of felt like really, really strong coach. and um, So, yeah, seeing him lay at UTC, okay, this is great. And now um, maybe not a great situation, but hopefully he lands on his feet somewhere, even if it is yeah, not at UTC. I'd
3: like – at this point, again, with not knowing a whole bunch about it, I'd like to see Rochelle get the job. I mean, obviously I'd just like to see whoever – would do the best for that program, but right now with the people that we kind of know, I'm fine if they take off that interim tag and give them full time head coaching position. Are they
0: Are they going to try to make the move before the season starts, or could this be like where we see Rochelle coach the year and like, then they, like
3: Roby did? Where wasn't Roby the interim for the whole season after? No, no. Who am was, I thinking of? He
0: was interim after Dresser left before Dre- NCAA tournament.
2: Yeah, that was just at the end of the year. Who, um, who recently
0: was interim? For I would whole be okay. Am no, I making yeah. that up?
2: I'd be okay with Shell
1: too.
3: Maybe, yeah. Oh, yeah. Eggum was a... Yeah, that's what it was. Storniolo. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, it was... You a... just
1: kind of resorb. If you just, If yeah. I were Rochelle, you just slow this process down. Yeah. Okay. And in you any have way a you good can. year,
0: and they're like, okay, yeah, you All got right, it. fine. Yeah. I'll stick with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then you just become... Yeah, become the head coach. It's not a bad strategy. Willie, what you got?
2: I mean, I I would be okay with Rochelle too. Uh, I think he'd make a fine head coach. And um, if he's, you know, if he's not, if they give it to somebody else, I hope they keep him on staff. You know, Rochelle's from the area; he can probably recruit well, and we know he can coach well. Um, but Christian, all right. So those are the names that that maybe are linked. Is there anybody outside the scope? Just like big picture, oh. you know? Well, uh, just just guys like Lee Roper whoever. is the name that keeps coming up but
1: I don't think Lee is interested in leaving you and I at this point. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to stick that out for a while but man, you ties to the south, um wrestled at app state, um really highly regarded coach. I think I think he would do an outstanding job if he if he wanted it and he could get hired, but I think he's sticking with you and I for the time being. That's my understanding at least.
3: I I think he's too close with Schwab right now, and it's hard to kind of say this because any coach that takes that job that basically isn't Rochelle would be leaving right before the season. But Roper, a guy who I don't think would leave before the season, and uh, you know, again, if you want a head coaching job, like that's what you got to do sometimes. But I, I, don't think Roper would would do that. Okay, my two cents,
1: and that's so that was the only other name um, that came to mind for for me, Willie.
2: Yeah, no, okay. uh, no other, maybe no other um, assistance. I mean, there's you know, t- not, you know would Tony Ramos Hughes, throw his hat in Pendleton, the ring? Not a Ramos. I don't. I mean,
1: I think, yeah, Ramos may have a little interest, but I'd I'd be surprised if he would leave UNC for the job. No, I don't see Pendleton or a Clemson or any of those guys making the making the jump because it's a it would be a step down in the bank account.
3: We can no longer say uh, Damian Hahn for any head coaching opening. No, we can't. But <laughs> for, for I'm not years and years and years, it was always Damian Hahn, Damian Hahn, Damian Hahn, and obviously.
1: Brian Snyder. Yeah. yeah. Br-
3: now it's going to be. Casey br- Cunningham. Brian
1: Casey, Yeah. Who are, who is the hit list of guys? It's always Damien. It was Roselli for a while there. So there's yep. two big ones off the list. Yeah, Roselli and Han were in every single mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So now we're we're pairing yeah. that list down. Those guys are finally in it. So we're gonna start seeing that second that next group of great
0: assistants. Probably baby. like Espo, Esposito. Yep. Morningstar. Mm-hmm. Mor- yeah, Morningstar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Morningstar was there a lot. You
2: know who eventually? You know who eventually is gonna be in that group if he's, well, if he's not already, John Reeder.
1: Yep, the gladiator. Yeah. <laughs> if they do, if they, uh, a couple more years, they tear it up with Wisconsin, he for sure, he'll get, his own, he'll get his own spot at some point. With, with
3: Espo, though, I think his alt. maybe I'm wrong, I think his ultimate destiny is with USA Wrestling. I know Zadik loves Long him. Con. Long, Long con. Long <laughs> con. I know Zadik loves him. He's going to Dogu this weekend, and th- there's no Okie State guys going. Wow. They're just bringing him. He just loves turkey. Yeah. Also, big Istanbul guy.
2: Big
1: Istanbul guy. Uh, so, yeah.
2: I would love to see, I would love to see Espo at, uh, at USA Wrestling. He does great with the, especially the, the youth guys. Yeah. Hey, what about Jamil?
3: Well, I mean, he just went there as an estate. I feel in like the he's a yeah. few months.
2: Sure.
1: I think he'd do a great job. There's a lot of good coaches. Yeah. Okay. So, that's the UTC hour.
3: Next up. It's always fun to talk about head coaching openings. No matter what the, the coward program where they are, it's just always fun to talk not about Davidson. head coach. No, ah. that's,
1: that's, no, it's not fun.
3: What? That's, don't hate on Davidson. I don't they hate admit two hundred males per year. I they know. are so hamstrung athletically.
1: They're the most hamstrung of all time.
3: They have like one point eight scholarships. stuff You just gotta
1: split it up. Okay. Next up. Post Fargo rankings are out, Willie.
2: What were the big movers and shakers? This kind of sets the table for who's number one. Um, yeah, it does set the table for who's number one. The big, you know, it, it doesn't seem like a lot, but Karchla from six to two. Um, and he goes from a guy that's kind of like really talented and like a really solid guy to a, a star. Right, a, mm-hmm. a guy that um, is, you know, in the conversation for the best uh, wrestler at the weight. A guy I put him in pound for pound. Um, Dang. And and uh, and then and then just beyond rankings, he goes to a guy that, you know, maybe maybe he warranted a thirty-three percent scholarship, and now he's going to command a seven, seven, 70 or north of that. So. Um I, I think as a prospect the stock up is Karchla. Uh, in the rankings, the biggest the biggest mover was Barnett, who went from 15 to 2 and um you know he's just been a pain in the butt to rank. He, he he'll take some losses, then he will go to Super 32 and make the finals uh then he'll take some losses and he'll go to Fargo and ball out. Yeah, and and the thing is too, like you know, you always go back to the parents that say, or, or or if you if you say, wow, I shouldn't go from fifteen to two for just winning for winning one tournament. Well, not all brackets are created equal. Barnett won a bracket that had number four and five in it. Yeah. Right. Um, so how does he jump? So
1: like, uh,
2: how does he? Yeah. Never mind. I mean. Reeves beat Tag, um, so so Aiden Reeves moved a bunch too. Guy going to Iowa State, he went from eleven to three. Um, oh, I see what you mean now. Got it.
3: That's, Over Mastro and yeah. Julian. That's the thing that was that was hard for me, Will. And, and again, I'm not saying you did anything wrong, and I would have you would to never take accuse a, you of that. No, I mean, no, I mean, it's look, I'll call Willie out if I think he's wrong, but I haven't done enough of a deep dive to to kind of determine it, but. Barnett did not have head-to-heads with Tag and Mastro, but that's because they lost before he could get a chance to wrestle them.
2: Yeah, uh, and certainly certainly, you always got to take rankings and placings with a grain of salt. But if you look at – not with a grain of salt, but just because a guy wins a tournament does not mean I put him ahead of everybody that plays below him because you got to look at head-to-heads. But – Master lost twice, right? Um, a tag loss to a guy that Barnett rolled up. Um, so I don't, I don't know how you could not move Barnett up to that spot.
3: Now, one of Master's losses though was to a graduated senior, who's not factored into these rankings. Uh, who's that? Biscaglia.
2: Oh yeah, sure. But he also lost a tag.
3: Yep,
1: you're right. So those are the
2: big another. Who got beat by Reeves? Who got, who, who Nicola, got B- B- by
1: Nicola Rivera goes from honorable mention to three? That's a huge that may be your biggest jump
2: oh, dude. of all. That kid. Yeah, well, he's gonna be a freshman. He was tough to rank. Oh uh, yeah. He was tough to wow. rank because see, Akron, Akron has those kind of in-between weights. I guess he at the time he felt like he was in between weights. And me and Nomad watched him at Akron and we were like, this dude, this dude could be problems. And he didn't do all that great. Like he, he did so so. So he drops down to 106. And he's funky, man. He's a he's a tough nut to crack for for a freshman. Like he does some funky stuff. I think that, uh, you know, he's gonna be I think I don't wanna say a boomer bust guy, but until he gets to be like a junior, he's gonna take some of some funky losses because he tries some weird stuff.
3: Well, and so we've talked about Barnett and Rivera already. Um, Wisconsin, outside of Cheesehead, doesn't get a lot of opportunities during their folk season to kind of show out. Um, and, that's and, right. Again, like you said, well, we, we watched them at Akron, and I think it was – I want to say it was Lucas Stelt, Maybe it was Mel Dow. It would seem more likely to be Mel Dow because that's the Stoughton um, you know, coach. What but are you talking about right now? Rivera. I'm about to talk about Rivera. Good God. Impatient Nelly? Um but it's, Nelly? Yeah. It's it's hard. My point is it's hard for Wisconsin it's hard to rank Wisconsin kids outside of the off season stuff because that's the only data you get on them a lot of times.
2: Yeah, but that's that's true but not true. Because um I mean Minnesota's in the same boat. Indiana's in the same boat. Indiana
3: But Minnesota is much tougher I, in state. I
2: love I love that in a uh, not that much. How many
1: rank-
3: significantly?
1: I think there's better None. guys, but I don't know how many rank 1st rank matchups you have in, in Minnesota.
3: Minnesota oh. has a much higher rate of production at the D one level.
2: Well, I mean, hold on, you're yeah, but you're misconstruing something, nomad. You're comparing is Minnesota a better state? Better, yes. Are they better or is it tougher? I mean, they're split up into three classes. Minnesota's better I mean Minnesota's better right right but that uh, it doesn't mean it's necessarily that tough to win a state title in Minnesota.
3: Okay, sure but I'm saying you're on, on average you're gonna have to go through better kids
2: Well listen okay the bottom line is Minnesota wrestlers Minnesota wrestlers do not get nationally ranked because. They win their state tournament because of in-season results. I mean, even the Clash. What's what's the big tournament that Minnesota guys go to in season? The Clash and half well, the time Minnesota they don't hit. Minnesota Christmas guys.
3: Rumble on the Red.
2: Minnesota Christmas is almost all Minnesota kids.
3: But I'm saying they the have is- they they have they they have more ranked versus ranked matchups. They have better kids based on how they do at the next level and how they do at Fargo and Juniors and stuff like.
0: I think what, the majority of the time talk, the Minnesota about, kids don't hit at the same time, because they're in the, different the classes. Is, but, yeah. but
3: you also have kids from Minnesota who are really good who take losses in season because they're wrestling other tough kids. There's a lot of Wisconsin kids that go undefeated because they're so much better. There's um, a gap between Minnesota and Wisconsin.
2: That's, that's not really that true. I mean, Derringer lost to Sluflon. Tilkey lost to Suflon. Peyton Mako was not uh,
3: – Going back 10 years Peyton Mako,
2: I don't even – Peyton – no, this is – Two years ago, Peyton Mako took losses. I mean, they, they take losses. The bottom line Peyton is. Peyton Mako didn't come on until a
3: year and a half, until a year ago. Not even a year ago, like six months ago, was when Peyton Mako really took off.
2: Yeah. No, man, I promise you that Minnesota kids are not nationally ranked because they win in Minnesota. Minnesota kids are nationally ranked because they win in Fargo and Super 32 and everywhere else.
3: Well, that's why, that's why a lot of states are ranked, Will. Like, of course. Like, you use Super Thirty Two in Fargo. No crap, dude. Okay, all right, we're good here.
2: Well, you just, you just said, you just said Minnesota kids get ranked because it's good in state. That's not true. I didn't say that.
3: I'm saying it's a much better, it's a much better representation than Wisconsin for rankings purposes. All right,
1: I think we've we've tapped in, that one out, Willie. In, nope.
3: in any case, I'm I'm curious okay, to see the where point, the
2: point of it is. The keep point it of moving. it is O'Toole, Kekeson, uh, and Barnett. I mean, they're all at the top of the rankings within the top three or four. Um, and, you know, we could be looking at who's number one for those guys. Uh, and if you, if they would all three make who's number one, I'm in the process of, you know, we're in the process of figuring out all the who's number one matchups now, um, but we're pretty close. And, the big thing, as as Christians, I think, allu- alluding to, you could see three guys from Wisconsin and who's number one. Zero from Pennsylvania this year. Really? There's there was there's nobody in contention from Pennsylvania. Oh my gosh. That's uh there, there is your home state. Wow. There, there actually more, is you more, know what? It's just classic biased
1: more, ranking from Willie.
2: Yeah, there's my bias, right? Coming through. There is one Jojo Aragona's from Pennsylvania. Is this the end of an era? No, I just uh, I will t- tell you another yeah, you know, Willie loves PA stuff. Mm-hmm. I tweeted during the PA state tournament like PA's a little down right now. PA is not what they, you know, not what they typically are right now this year. And the PA people were like, "They got all me, boy." But it's tr- it's true, look at it. I mean, the only one that would... JoJo Aragona and maybe Ryan Anderson. But, uh, yeah. But
3: Wisconsin has three. Hey, well, I got a question for you. How hard was 126? Because, 120, yeah. Cause 126. Like, okay. Boosie L beat Howard, like, two years ago at Super 32. <laughs> but Boosie never does freestyle and really does anything basically outside of Super 32 and HSCA's. Serrano... I love Serrano, but I don't know who exactly he's beaten, but he hasn't taken a lot of losses. Ford Melton. He has. Who has he lost to? That's what I'm saying. I get it. Oh. I'm just, I don't know how Flow many Nationals. big wins he has, though. He
2: won Flow Nationals. 26 wasn't hard at all, really. Uh, he won Flow Nationals. He went to Akron. Um, lost to Teague Travis. He, right. He took sixth. Uh but one was to, like, Mastro. One was to somebody. He had, like, two losses that were, like, yeah, no harm there. He did lose to Travis, okay?
3: I'm pretty sure his losses there were to Crookham and Mastro, which Mastro is still fine. But Crookham then gets seventh at
2: Cadets. Well, we can talk about Crookham in a second if you want. But, you know, Buciello takes losses. I, you know, yeah, for sure. I like Buc- I like Bussiello. But I, matter of fact, Kolioko I have at fifth, right? Kolioko DM me yesterday, and I'll tell you what I told him. I said, "Suriano, yes, he took a loss to uh, Travis, but I've been given, you know, Busiello has gotten a mulligan here and there. Ford Melton has. I mean, how many times do we give Ford Melton a mulligan, right? A there was a time, there was a time last year when you were like, man, why is he still ranked so high?" Maybe I probably gave him more mulligans than I should have. And so yeah, Serrano or Serrano lost to Travis, but he's out there winning Flow So He's out there winning Fargo. Um, and so all things considered, I'm putting I'm putting Suriano to not and Ford Melton. And Coleyoko said, Well, shouldn't I shouldn't I have that too? Why am I behind Buciello and Ford Melton? I said I said, Michael, I was ready to do that too. I was ready to put you two or three, but his his junior duels, he lost a bunch.
3: Yeah, he went three and four junior duels and then – Colyoko did? Yeah, but – so here's smokes. the thing. He went three and four junior duels and took a loss to D'Amelio at uh, Northeast Regional, but that was all up at 132, but it still it factors was. in. It still factors it in. So he took five losses, again, up a weight. Um I'd like to see Kolioko versus Busiello in folk style. I don't know where we'd get to see it. Probably, I mean, basically, doesn't seem like it's going to happen. But I think that would be an interesting. Super matchup. thirty-two. Blair don't go to super thirty-two. Never has. Never will.
1: I, so
2: I, Blair uh, wrestlers have
1: gone to super nope.
3: thirty-two. Never. Nope. All
2: right. Nope. That's crazy. So here's the thing. I don't know if I'm breaking news here. I don't think. Do it. I think it's okay to say. Do it. I think it's it. okay to say. Um. Because Kolioka was like, yeah, I really wanted to wrestle who's number one. But here's the thing. There will be no who's number one matches at 26 or 45 <coughs> because Robbie Howard and Carson Manville are both number one and undisputed number one, and they're going to youth Olympic games. Got it. That same weekend. Okie doke. So that's high school rankings.
1: Um, why don't we Why don't we shift gears
2: here, get into a little. So one last thing, me and Nomad, we're going to have Who's Number One the show tomorrow, and then probably, probably the following Wednesday, Who's Number One, will release the Who's Number One matchups, right?
3: I love it. I'm all bad. watch Who's Number One the show, kids. Come back tomorrow. Cool. All
1: right. Next up, we can go. Let's go 125. The weight class. <laughs> the, my favorite lightweight. Um, Nomad has this broken down into his uh, his tier system. Well, let's give
3: him a little background on what what we're trying to do here with this. Okay. Okay. So what? Well, well, I thought that's what I was doing. Mel Dow. Well, you, you 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 just said 125 the weight class and then didn't explain why it was broken down. Okay. Anyway, so we're trying to do this thing this year where Ooh. we predict all the all 33 guys at every weight for the national tournament um and so that branches off into a whole bunch of different things right conference rankings which we did last year we're going to do again this year um but part of that you know you're going to get redshirt reports you're going to get season previews but part of that's also I want to talk about the tiers which is what Christian was about to get into as far as what are the tiers for every weight class what what do those tiers mean and how big do those tiers get
1: mm-hmm. love big tiers <clears throat> Okay. Tears
0: for fears. So, (laughs)
1: 125 is a tier of one, the first tier. One Spencer Lee, Spencer the Condenser. Now, the tech dispenser. A a wrinkle, if you will. What if perhaps one Nick Soriano did not go to 133 pounds? That is a possibility that he would not. That is a possibility. Yes. As first brought to my attention by Willie Saylor last night and confirmed later that evening.
2: Okay, so two things with that, Christian. Um, get your opinion on this. Suriano, and you, as soon as I said, hey, I, Suriano might not be going 133, 100%. You said, how does that affect Rutgers' lineup? And, and how do you think it does? Does Is Suriano at 25 and somebody else at 33 better than somebody at 25 and Suriano at 33 for dual me purposes? I don't I don't think it
1: makes much of a difference um who they have either way at at 2533 wherever he goes um they're going to be really strong and wherever he's not I think they're like maybe fringe qualifier at best
3: they, I don't know they have oh. so at 25 um they have a couple options Metzler Eckloff and then or if they want to roll out Aguilar right away um, this is obviously if Suriano goes 33, Aguilar out of California, seen him in Fargo Finals a bunch, and then at 33, if Seriano goes, they could go Firestone, or maybe Malcolm Robinson if they think he's ready.
2: Okay, now, here's the second question of, off that. It might sound like heresy, or it might sound like Willie, you're nuts, but at 25, Suriano's Clear tier 1B, maybe? I mean, Mm -hmm. like, Sebastian Rivera, good. Suriano's beating him. Yeah. Bresser, good. Suriano's beating him. Pitch, good, right? At 33, if I said that, if I said Gross is going to give him problems, of course. Meech is going to be a tough out, of course. If I said, if I said Pletcher is going to, Give him problems. If I said Ethan Lezak up at 33 is going to give him problems. If I said Jack Mueller is going to give him problems, um, I don't think that's crazy. I think it's a tough go for him at 33.
1: I think some of them are crazy. I I actually like the Pletcher mention. I think Pletcher is a tough matchup for Nick. But I think Mueller, no problem. I think Lezak, no problem. I think, yeah, of course, Gross. You have to say Gross, he's a returning champ, but – I can't unsee Tariq Wilson put <laughs> torching him on his feet and, and, and just knowing that Nick's much better from the bottom position, much tougher to get to from a head hands perspective, and is lightning quick and a really solid finisher. I actually think he matches up potentially better with gross than he does Michic. I think Michic is maybe a tougher matchup for, for Nick. And even there, I still I still feel like Nick's the Nick's the, but I think you're right in that I think Pletcher. I mean, I guess, point. I
2: guess, I think Soriano can beat all those guys. I think he can beat. Just for for Nick, I think there's a lot more. It's a lot more treacherous road. I I agree with that. I
1: I mean, no doubt that. Um, that yeah, like you said, Rivera and you know maybe Pitch. I don't know. Uh, who knows? Or Dayton for sure. If Dayton goes 25, then that's going to be. Certainly, a one takedown match that's it's gonna be really difficult, but yeah, you may be right that it's just the wins are gonna be tougher to come by for for Soriano at 33. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Maybe going up in weights gonna be a huge benefit to him, but I think we know kind of exactly where he slots at 125, and I think at 133, which is why I would like to see it because I, you know, all we can do is predict and guess how he would do at 33, we could actually find out. Um how he does against a, a Seth Gross, who's really big and really good on top, so
3: yeah, that's kind of how I see it and and it's it's hard, right, because it's not even August yet, right, so we're still kind of figuring out where guys are going um but I think for one twenty five right, I think we all agree that the first tier is clear. it's Spencer, and then if Dayton goes there, if Seriano goes there, if any of the combination of those two, they're also in that tier, yeah, right. Um, for 133, I think we all agree Suryano would be in that top tier. Yeah. Um, where I'm having trouble is what we just talked about is Pletcher in that tier, whether or not Suriano's there or not.
1: Yeah. I, I, I have a really high opinion of Luke Pletcher. For sure. So I, I, if you said he was tier one, I mean, he beat Michic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, weird match, and, and, but yeah.
0: Yeah, very then weird. Then was beaten soundly twice. Yeah, true.
1: Yeah, maybe he's not on that. The thing with Three Pletcher. Times. Yeah, at Duel, Big Tens, mm-hmm. NCAAs. Yeah.
3: The thing with Pletcher, too, if there was um, advanced stats, and, I mean, I guess we, we have, like, some borderline advanced stats with, like, bonus rate and stuff. His bonus rate was, like, 12%, and um, his, like, Dominance score, which like you guys are familiar with that? Like you, you, assign everything like it's a dual meet, mm-hmm. right? His dominance score was like three point oh one or something. <laughs> I like, know, but I don't, which,
2: I don't care about that. I mean, yeah. I know, I'm talk, just saying that he is. About him. We're not talking about him in the sense of a hot race. I don't care if he wins every match five three. Right? Yeah, that's, that's just how
1: that's how that's the the style he's created for himself. But
3: there's so many kids that we go the other way on that and go i mean dean heil right dean heil for years it was like you play you play with fire enough times you you have close matches but he was a two you, th- but
1: we said that for for years with dean and he's still a two-time champ and then no, I know. this year for whatever reason it just didn't he didn't put it together but
3: just pletcher has uh statistically like not the usual makeup of a guy that you would put in a tier one but the wins say otherwise like they the. Raw wins and losses.
2: Yeah, he's more well, fringe I don't, I to
1: don't one than I said initially.
3: Yeah.
2: I don't. Yeah, I think. I think if you told me that Pletcher was in a tier by himself as tier two, I'd, I'd be on board with that. Yeah. Or in a
1: tier, or a
2: tier two, just him and Surya.
1: No. One thing that I think is inarguable at this point is. Spencer, Dayton, Nick, and at 125 is the tier one. And I don't know who – I don't see anyone with the potential to jump into that. I mean, you could maybe say Bresser since he beat Spencer and gave Soriano <clears throat> and Dayton really tough matches. But um, So, I mean, there's
2: still there's still so much we don't know. Who I mean, is it going to be pitch or Dayton? Is it going to be – is Soriano going to be there or not? And um, are we sure? Is it decided yet what Tariq is doing?
3: That's the other thing at 133 – um, and I kind of put this in, in the roster battles or, roster battles article from yesterday, which I'm sure we're going to get into in a little bit here, is th- there's roster battles as far as like there's only two guys that wait because up or down from them there's a stud that's not going anywhere, and then there's like teams still figuring out where each guy's going to go, which NC State has to replace Kevin Jack either way. It's just is that going to be with Tariq? And then you have Sha- Sean falls at 33, or do you go – Tariq, and then like Jamel Morris at 41. Right? Yeah,
2: I, I mean I forgot or I forget Jamal. who I was talking to. It was shortly after NCAAs, and I was talking to somebody on the staff at NC State, and I said, I said so Tariq's gonna go 41, right? And they were like, he he's he's up in the, he's still thinking 33. He could very well still go 33. Interesting. So, so let's keep keep
1: it going so we can at least. We should at least get through 25 today. So Tier 2, um, Nomad's got Rivera, Bresser, and Pitch in there in the second tier, which I would agree with. And then Tier 3, so maybe let's take two tiers and discuss and see if we see any uh, fluidity there. Zeke Moisey, Taylor Lamont, Sean Russell,
3: right? That, that seems pretty well defined. So here's my mm-hmm. my first question, and I'll let all you guys answer. Um, so when I was doing this, I also was looking back at qualifiers and um and, and points, right? So a guy like a guy like Elijah Oliver, when I'm like trying to tier him and like figure out where to place him, I'm like, well that dude's qualified 3 times, right? So it's good bet he's going to place again. Now obviously he's not in that tier, but um when when you're looking at career points, Zeke Moisey, second of returning 125s. Again, this is excluding Seriano. Um behind Spencer Lee, 24.5 career points in NCAAs, should he be in the second tier?
1: No. Because he had, I mean, what we've been saying about Zeke for four years now, he had one good tournament in his career. Mm -hmm. One. So, I, no. And he placed last year. He did place. He he wrestled solid, but it's like basically about where he, he's been basically very consistent, actually. Kind of the same guy his entire career. So I think he's spot on
0: and i mean um, he's never beaten Pidge. uh i don't i think he lost to rivera at ncaa's mm-hmm. um so yeah i think he's three
2: right there will yeah i agree um he's a guy that i could if he knocks off a tier two guy not surprised exactly. i mean this, this is a guy that beat gilman but you know he's a guy with the potential to beat a, a, a guy a tier above um yeah he beat two of the world team members he beat
1: yeah is
2: he is he technically um,
1: an alternate No, <laughs> can't rule it out so here's the so, other
2: so, so he's a guy that he can, he's a guy that could beat tier uh, guys a tier ahead of him right um I, I think in your tier 4 which i agree with I think it could be interesting to see if Ravon Foley, after one year, makes any sort of jump. Yeah,
1: I, I really liked him, a year ago at Fargo. I thought he was tough last year, but, you know, where's the track record of progression at that school? We haven't sure. we haven't seen it yet, and, um, you know, someone we felt like this. Um, what was their 41 pounder Javier Gaska, Gaska. Gaska. yeah. you know, Gasca beats her. all he's great. You know, got, got worse. Right. Um, uh, so I, you know, I don't know. I, I, I hope so because I like Foley a lot as a prospect. Yeah. I, I think- just
2: mean from the sense that, um, uh, you know, he was a true freshman, really talented kid. He scored, uh, on a lot of people. <clears throat> he has one year under his belt. Maybe he makes that sophomore jump. Um, I, I'm just saying possibly. So this next tier is really uh, really cool, interesting. Um, yeah. Because I,
1: I completely agree with it, and it's going to have some names in here you may cock your head at. Louis Hayes, Ryan Milhoff, um, well, of course, he'll on.
3: be in a – Did we say all tier three? Sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, we did.
3: Okay. Uh, I missed it.
1: Louis Hayes, Ryan Milhoff, Connor Schramm, Rayvon Foley, Shakur Laney, Gavin Teasdale, Pat Glory. Closing out tier number four. And I like that in one – Two things to mention. One, Brandon Courtney, um, you know, he redshirted last year, so it's going to be him and him and Milhoff for the the twenty five spot. Because well, who could move? Could anyone move up there?
3: I do not see either of those uh, dudes as big the, enough for thirty three. I
1: know, but I I imagine one of them will go up. The loser.
3: You hating on Teddy Rico right now?
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> By comparison, I am. Um, to Courtney or Milhoff, I think that'll be the move.
2: But who do you think will be the guy?
1: Ah, uh, Courtney. I'll take Courtney as too. well.
2: Yeah.
1: I just think he's
2: got that, fi- no, he got that fire. He doesn't wrestle with the same fire. Yeah, right. Oh. That's what it is to me. It's a flame issue. Um, yeah, mostly he- uh, some kind of fuel. I, I like Courtney there too. I- man, I forgot about Pat
1: Glory. He could be problem. Dude, I yeah, I- he's an All-American contender right away for sure. I could see him getting hot. I think he's really tough for Princeton.
3: He is extremely, he, he has proven to be so extremely solid in folk style. It's right? interesting
1: that you put Gavin ahead of Glory.
3: Well, so that was the thing. Once I got you below, love Penn State. no, once I got below, <laughs> because I wouldn't, because I don't think Schram should be that high. And I don't think, I don't think Foley's above T's. I mean, freaking Gavin destroyed Foley at, yeah. at, at Akron. So th- once I got below tier three, um, they're not ranked. In order. Okay, got it. Now, I know I did have numbers next to them, but that was just because I was pulling them down, and I didn't rearrange them. Um, But I do think that is the grouping. Hayes, Milhoff, Schramm, Foley, Laney, uh, Teasdale, with obviously Courtney as an option.
1: So we'll do Tier 5, and we won't do any others after
3: this. Well, Tier 5 is basically everyone else.
1: Oh yeah, tier, tier five the rest of the United States. <laughs>
3: it's literally these are the guys who could also qualify. Actually, nomads on this
1: list. That's how deep the list goes. So who? Wait, who's going for Michigan this year? Well, he has Matin and Acid here. I, I would take Matin now. He has a red shirt though.
3: So here's the thing. So that that's one of the ones I put in the in the roster battle. So there's like the obvious. Well, Matin has a red shirt. Acid's a senior. Like just roll out Acid. But Acid's a
1: senior already. Yes, that is crazy. But acid that went super quick. That's, that's unreal.
3: But acid has been so hurt that two years ago, they literally had to pull Connor Ucci out of retirement,
1: <laughs> out of the old folks home, out of the
3: AARP, <laughs> and and last year, it, that was why Matten got pulled off red shirt because Acid couldn't go. Now I really like Acid. Um, maybe not as like an all American guy, but I definitely think he's qualifier level. I definitely think he can score a few points at NCAA's. Maybe not you know, anything that's going to burn the world up. I don't think it's ever been a question of talent with Austin. It's can he stay on the mat for four months?
2: Here's the here's opposite of I, I can't believe Austin Aston is graduating already. Brent Fleetwood at North Dakota State, he placed a Super 32 in like 2004.
0: <laughs> yeah. Also, he's, he's still eligible. A senior. Who? Acid?
3: At, yeah. So he still has, good God.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's I not a concerned. senior. I was about to say that was crazy. Are you sure? I just I'm watched positive. he won Fargo like two or three years ago. Yeah,
0: he's not a senior. <laughs> he's
1: he's actually a sophomore. You're high. All right. Well, um okay, rest of the names. He's a redshirt junior.
2: Man, a oh, lot so of he's guys a left senior, Central uh, Michigan
0: grade wise. Congrats.
2: <laughs> How many guys left Central Michigan? I don't know. Is anyone
3: left? A, a, a gaggle.
1: They lost Fleetwood um, Mason, Oliver, Smith, and Oliver, Mason
3: Smith. So, who they have left? Brucky?
0: Brucky? Heffernan graduated. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. E. Ellingwood? See back.
1: It's possible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Here, we can't rule that
1: out. <laughs> Ellingwood's Steph- back. I think Gerard Trice got another cool.
3: year of eligibility. That's huge.
1: Okay. Fire up chips. Okay. I ask- got oh, yeah,
3: Matt Stencil. He'll be fine, heavyweight. All right. Stop. That's who's in- left. Acid, Heinzelmann, Piotrowski,
1: Moody, McGee, Melendez, interesting for UNC, Akins, Jacob Schwarm, Devin Schroeder, Connor Brown, Brock Hudkins, and then it kind of falls off a little bit there. Uh, Let's do 33. No, no, no.
2: Why? Because um, – Are we, we going to talk about tier five?
3: Willie? No. Willie, it is – Let's go to questions. It's July 24th. We literally have all summer to talk about this.
2: True. Okay. Hey, there's there are good
1: questions. Yeah, here. that's what I'm saying. So, uh, not get bogged down and
3: do every weight today.
1: Uh, okay, let's get it started. Oh, start it with a good one from Sam Stam's soul's knee. Follow up question: What's the most pain you've ever caused someone? And from what? Hashtag shoot or shoot for all questions.
0: This has Nomad written all over yeah. it.
1: Yeah. What's the most? I mean, I know you've you were oh, the God. You're, Nomad. You're the Punisher. <laughs> but what's the most pain?
0: I think I might be the
1: answer. Uh, I, I might be a tie. the most pain I've inflicted. I gave
0: Willie gout, and I destroyed your shoulder and made you ice it during the U.S. Open. He also made you say a curse word and roll around on the <laughs> office floor for 10 minutes the other day. Well, that was a
1: little theatrical. And yelp
3: in a lace at Nebraska.
1: Oh, he, he did. did make me yelp. <laughs> I yelped. It was a genuine yelp. Well, my knee pops. I got a little nervous.
3: Um, it's the most pain I've ever caused someone.
1: That's a great question. Emotional
3: or physical?
1: So I gave Willie Gow-
3: what oh, We don't want to talk about emotional.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> 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 well, nomads hurt some people. <laughs> Kyle, you? You ever injured You never broke someone's arm no. in a match? No. You ever did a brutal arm bar? I M- mean... Matt return? No. Alright, so we I literally don't think
0: I ever Willie, wrestled in a match where Willie, alright, Willie, you better have...
2: Haven't you knocked someone unconscious before? Several times. I don't know if that hurts though. <laughs> it probably hurts I mean, when you wake you up. I don't
3: know if that hurts. Okay.
2: We were we were at uh, we were at a camp when I was about I don't know fifteen or sixteen Penn State camp. It was at the shore, and Snyder got dehydrated, and we were and we had this adjoining room, and oh, sweet. somebody when we were out, the uh, the kids in the other room, stole our crap, and so. Snyder's like half dead because he's all dehydrated. And he goes to, he goes to like in front of him. He's like, yo, you know, maybe swear, maybe saying say some swear words. And this big dude goes after maybe. Snyder. And I knew Snyder couldn't do, he couldn't move really. And I drilled him right down. <laughs> right down. And then the Penn State staff, made, uh, it, was, it wasn't worth it. The Penn State staff killed me. They did? All. I had to do all kinds of stupid running and stupid freaking exercise. They make
1: you make 103? <laughs> yeah.
2: 95 All right, and a half. All right so
1: Willie Willy wins because he knocked people unconscious, and none of us can make that boast.
2: What else? UMPD3. Kyle, Kyle, what is, what's the most damage you ever did?
0: I'm not coming up with anything right now. What a bunch of wimps. I, like, we viciously
3: are. made my college... Oh, okay. So yeah, this was here we go. Yes, I, vi- I viciously made my one roommate bleed <clears throat> from the ear in college, and then the and then the other one. I don't know if, how much painful this was, but this Did was you talk too much or what? This was terrifying. Um, <laughs> so we were playing like Nerf basketball, oh, and uh, he was I don't know, probably six one, and I'm obviously not six one. And somehow we end up like going for a rebound or something, and my finger. So you know how like you have extra skin here next to your eye. My finger went in his eye like like this mm-hmm. and I thought I had blinded my roommate. This was like within the first month of school. Nice. That was terrifying.
1: Lots well, of fun times at James Madison.
3: Okay. Preseason number 1 in the CAA football rankings.
1: Favorite match not featuring an American.
3: Hm. Esgarf Chimizo. Next question.
1: Yeah, that was a <clears throat> Which one? Olympics all of them all They're, of it's
3: it's a it's an 18-match Remember it's when eighteen minute said blood it was bath. the best series ever. It is the best series best. ever. It's okay. f- f- incredible. Whoa.
1: Wow easy.
3: Whoa Why? why? <laughs> kids
1: kids listening to this show. I love it. Okay, I I really I liked I don't know what my <clears throat> favorite one is. Not featuring an American. I would the uh, Chimizo um, Navruzov final was freaking awesome. Yes. Mm. I think I might say that one. But also, Agul Petriashvili. Last that was year? A really good one. Yeah, that was best really
3: heavyweight match of all time.
1: Except for Gwiz Snyder. Mm. Yes. Mm. You hate America. You hate America. And Thomas Gilman. Six take down got to you five. on the record. Okay.
0: Um, next Wait, Bracky, what's yours? Oh, yeah.
3: yeah. I don't know. Well, that's lame. Goosebumps.
0: Goosebumps. I can't think of one right now.
1: Um, this is an interesting one. Oh, speaking of, DT, is, David Taylor is wearing ASICs in his flow technique. Adidas dropped him? Question mark? FRL influences? I cannot confirm or deny that FRL is the reason that David Taylor is wearing ASICs. But the reality is, no, Adidas did not drop David Taylor. Um, David, as we know, signed with Scrap Life, the Under Armour. And, um, yeah, now he wears ASICs. So, that's that. He doesn't wear Adidas anymore. But he did not get dropped by Adidas. It was his choice. Uh, and shout out to Asics, and thank you for sponsoring Flow Wrestling Radio Live. Next topic. Next question. I was going to say. Yeah, next question, <laughs> not topic. <clears throat> Thoughts on the Rudis return to Fargo and the shoes pre-sale. Um, so, Rudis was back. I don't think we've discussed this um, yet. I have not. But... Last year, Brutus kind of went renegade and set up shop at Fargo. Did a whole little. Obviously, Nike is the USA Wrestling partner, so they. But Brutus, undeterred, goes and sets up shop like across the street in a I think Applebee's parking lot. This time it was Burger King last year, and they sell all their gear. And um, I think it's pretty. It's a cool thing they do. I know USA doesn't really like it, and Nike doesn't like it, but. I don't know. It's, seems legit to me, and the, then the shoes. I don't know about the shoes. Pre- sale. I haven't, I haven't worn them or seen them, but I guess it's going well. Their sight broke. They look really good. Yeah, they do look good.
3: I'm glad that uh, they're getting into into the shoe market. I'm, uh, I'm all for you know, right. Nike comes out with a cool shoe. You know, Adidas raises their level. Asics comes out with a cool <laughs> singlet. Rudis raises their level. Right, like everybody pushing each other up. I'm all, I'm all for that.
2: I think they're all pushed, but they were all pushed by cage fighter box of crayon <laughs> shoes. Hey. Jesus, hey. what a disaster!
3: Before we before they came we out move. with a
2: box of crayon-looking shoes and sold them at Walmart for fifty cents.
3: Before we move on, as far as uh, returns to Fargo, um, can we talk about someone who didn't return to Fargo? Not only did he not go to Fargo, didn't call any finals, just completely tapped out. I'm gonna I'm, hopefully hopefully my mic picks it up. I'm gonna do bad bad video here. I'm gonna try to get this close to. Uh, Close to my, my computer. This is Christian last year FRL two eighteen saying he's gonna go to Fargo. Go get your banjo. <laughs> <laughs> hey Here we go.
1: Here we you go. don't make fun of us, Nomad, because Willie and I have committed to Fargo two K eighteen. look at this fist bump for friends.
3: Yeah, you sign your NLI? Yeah.
1: We 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 shook our hands. <laughs> that's all that's all you needed. I could have went
3: we shook our hands. That's all you need to know. Committed to Fargo 2K18. Christian Powell's Willie Sailor did not renege. Christian,
1: <clears throat>
2: give me a
3: response. You
1: made hey,
2: a liar out of yourself. Good find. First of all, good find by you, Nomad. Good I was,
1: I knew. Well, I knew. I remember this as Fargo approached. I was like, I wonder who else will remember this. Uh, unsurprisingly, Nomad did. Um, now, what I will say is, this is um, inadmissible in the court of law. And you're in the court of law. This is the court of public it's opinion. It's impermissible because this is the court of
3: public opinion here. This is the people. No,
1: I plead, I plead the fifth, which means I can't incriminate myself, which means you can't play that. Therefore, this is just, this is very similar law as the reason Kyle's not married right now. Um, and we'll get, we're going to get our, our, uh, our general counsel, Paul Hurdlow on the line to confirm this. I
2: will say, listen, when Christian, I want Christian there we we're going to have more people there going forward but in Christian's defense when he made that promise we didn't we didn't know about Final X the Final X road trip took a lot out of a lot of people
3: he could have called a final though at least well but uh, that wouldn't have kept the promise no i know but you could have at least a, a little bit you were just out on Fargo.
0: I wasn't out on Fargo. Just this makes sense because I heard Christian say like a few weeks before Fargo, "I hate Fargo and I'm never going back." That is so. A- it ties. <laughs> it all ties together. I can't believe Kyle.
1: You just—that's a—that's something I would do. I would just make up a quote. I've never said that. And actually, I said, "I wished I was there." And also, get off your high horse because you guys weren't there either.
0: I also never promised.
3: A, I never promised. Yeah, me and Bracky never promised. B. I asked to not go last year, yeah. And I'm very happy that I got to do Flow Zone here. Well, if I have anything to
1: do with it, you will go to Fargo every year. <laughs> and if you have anything to do with it, you're, you're so gonna bad. die. I'm gonna move. We're gonna make sure. We're gonna add it's- like nine <laughs> <laughs> events.
0: We're gonna have Nogi, Beach Worlds there. Everything there. It's gonna be a four-week. Nomad wants to go to everything, and for him to be like, I don't want to go to Fargo is shocking.
2: Yeah, that blew my mind. Fargo is the most fun. Fargo is it's- the least fun. It is ten days of. He double hockey sticks. Wow, he won't say,
3: <laughs> you dropped the F bomb, but you won't didn't say. I drop out. the F bomb. I totally bleep myself.
2: It is, it is long and it wears you out. But there's nothing like, there's nothing like a couple of those rounds, man. And there, and not only the wrestling. I mean, the wrestling's amazing. A couple of rounds, you know, you're like this and looking all over the place. But <laughs> just the 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 people that you meet and you know, you you see old friends, you meet is new fun. friends. It, was so yeah, fun. it blows my mind <laughs> yeah, that this no, is the I tournament where wish. Nomad
0: draws the line. Yeah.
2: I wish we um,
1: Nomad do a lot
3: of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> He's been you I you know I pretty much for the most part I I can draw enjoyment at at a basic level off of anything. Like I did the NCWA finals, which is the, the Club Wrestling National Championships. So I, I basically just went for the finals. And it was fun, right? It, the team the team Race changed hands, the, the, the points lead changed hand like five times while I was calling the finals, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I can draw enjoyment out of just basic, you know, stuff like that. Um, and it was fine wrestling. But Fargo mentally, physically, just spiritually destroys me. Wow. I think Spiritual
0: destruction. I honestly, hold on. I think it ties back to the first year we went. The first year Some he little was Philly a flow wrestling. Heart. No. No, well, I, no okay. I lost my, I lost my, I lost my, <laughs> on, I lost now. my
3: driver's license the first, day. first not day. Completely
0: wrong about that. Oh, no, that's what I was, at all. what I was getting at, is his phone broke on like the first day. Yes, that too. So we, no one could communicate. That had with him. nothing to do. All. Then he we got. Had nothing to hold do with on. It. Then he went and got this tablet. He was like, this tablet. It's gonna work as a phone. I can get on the internet. All this stuff. He couldn't get it connected to the internet. Yeah, because uh, the dome just eats your internet. <clears> no, because you didn't get an iPad, and it's the
1: same reason you didn't have an iPhone. And
2: well, hold on. Yeah, iPhones work
3: so much
1: I
2: mean, better
3: in the Fargo dome. <laughs>
2: GTFO. Is this contributing to your to your dislike of the Fargo experience? Because that's that's on you. That's self. That's self. Yeah, a phone breaking no, has I mean, nothing to do like, with like the Fargo. It's like it's like
3: it's like Tulsa. Bad things happen to me in Fargo, just like bad things happen to me in Tulsa. Bad things happen to everyone, until all. No
2: you lost your car in February. You <laughs> what does that have to it.
3: do with anything? That
2: is was because that mis- you lose everything. I
0: didn't lose it. It was stolen. Was, it was stolen. Hold on. That is okay, that is totally different than me Growing losing. Granddad not like that is, breaking. He didn't misplace his car and can't find it. That was totally okay. different than me right, losing. You lose like- your
2: wallet. You lose your wallet. You break your phone. Your car gets stolen. But I'll tell you right now. Let him go. Nobody, no. You lose your car in February. It's July. <laughs> Still, yeah. And
3: get I'm get doing fine about it. And I'm gonna get one. Like so,
2: your, your it doesn't car affect got you stolen. You're like, ah, eh, get it taken care of. Whatever. It, was it
3: really February? No. No, it was, it's like March. it was like It was like end of March, beginning of April.
2: I can
1: see- Nomad- he, he, if- if Nomad ever got evicted from his apartment and was just like homeless for a day, I think he would be no, homeless I, for like four I, to five months.
3: I'm- so I'm- like, ah, oh, this is alright, just bland. I'm super <clears throat> up to date on all my bills and- and- uh, No, I'm, I'm
1: not- I I'm not saying you would, but <laughs> yeah. if something happened where you were to be evicted, for whatever reason, you just had to like suck it He'd up. You'd be fine. Yeah, yeah uh, would. it's fine. Uh, you know, it's not a big deal. It's am saving
0: a lot. If you didn't see Christian's Twitter video uh, on Friday, Nomad walked to work. That was a choice, though. I I know we but we, know just, we know your, your choice. We know all so your choices. So don't, say you're, but us don't out. say you're doing it fun. It's over. It's been over a hundred I mean, every for day. fun. But
3: I I like I made that decision. Like I wasn't like, well, I guess I walked to work. It's today. been over a
0: hundred every day in Austin for the past week and a half. Like. Yeah. Yesterday hit 110. <laughs> the day that Nomad walked here, it was like 107. It was And brutal. he came in, and he looked awful. And, you know, he was like, how long did it take? Because he doesn't live close. And he said 90 minutes. So then I looked it up. Nomad lives four miles away from the office. <laughs> he walked four miles. Oh, my gosh. Great.
3: Hey, real quick, going back Why to How did you get home d-
0: that day? Did you walk?
3: No, nah, I, I took an Uber back. Okay. Hey, real quick, going back to to CP Fargo, Uh, you you let down. Did you take a break?
0: Casey Kreider was there.
3: No, he said. What this was a this is when I said I'm gonna play the audio. He said I remember that episode visibly. Said he didn't go through with it. I know CP will be better down the road, though. Cut him a little slack. Yeah,
1: Casey knows.
3: Casey Kreider's awesome. I can't wait to watch him this year, which he's only on the. I guess we should root for the the Broncos
1: because the Redskins are gonna be terrible. They got rid of Kirk Cousins. We
2: got Alex Alex
1: Smith. He stinks. Casey Kreider, can you confirm that Alex Smith stinks? Me, NFL expert. Oh, no,
2: Alex Smith is going to be fun. Broncos are my second team, though.
1: They will be now just because of him. Um, we got some more questions. I feel like big Paxton Lynch guy. Well, I feel I feel like you pick we some pick, good ones. Pick Case, next Keen- Case Keenum. Okay,
2: real quick. Uh, Sean Warner, Jacob Warner's father. <clears throat> Jacob Warner's father says, Do we see high school adopt any new rule changes for the upcoming year, i.e., step out? Um, I would love a step out. Didn't the NFL MF- um, HS rules come out well? Did we miss that? Well, oh yeah they did come out and there's no step out but he's saying hypothetically not for this year I'm saying going forward I wish they would have a step out because there's way too many like way too much like negative wrestling and working to the edge and gamesmanship number one number two the mats are the size of my kitchen table
1: mm-hmm.
2: so good good point buddy no so Willie me.
1: has a huge kitchen table but it's not a
3: big wrestling mat no. No, high school wrestling. I know we've talked about this before. Man, can it be a totally different world in college? Like, obviously the skill levels differently. I'm not talking about that. I'm like size of the mat. um, Iron
0: Man is every single year. Yeah, crazy. The the level, the level
3: of refing. The uh, three and two for near fall instead of two and four. Um, No riding time. You know the the difference in in out of bounds rules and, and scramble rules, and, and I get it, right? Some of these things are super hard to implement, like stall yeah, calls, stall calls, yeah. Like, look, flow we can do, we can do riding time because it's one tournament, we we have it totally planned out, right? But for every high school tournament to, to do riding time, for every high school duel to do riding time, just completely logistically impossible. Yeah. So I get it, but man, sometimes it's just like well, yeah, totally I don't different think sh- I don't
1: think high school should have riding time, but I think. Uh, step out and change up near fall. Just get a little more similar to NCAA would be a, a good
2: thing. Um, we we'll, we'll make. Do you think? Do you think college, Christian? you think college should have step out?
1: Yeah, I think it should be black and white. I think I don't know. I don't think it should yeah. be a point. I don't know if it should be a point. I kind of like it. Auto warning, okay. And if you do it yeah. again, it's a point. I think just just a just black and white will will simplify things. Even though I don't think it's out of control, there's still some instances where it's just woefully inconsistent. Uh, I agree,
3: too. I, I have two I would like to see um, us do. So, the first one, because I didn't actually see this, did, did anybody actually see the match where Bronigal got DQ'd yes. and yes. This way yeah. Can I can we get that explained? Because I, I still haven't seen it.
1: Okay, so what happens is, they're, he's hand-fighting pretty hard, and then he comes, he's like, clearing a two-on-one, and he clubs the crap out of this dude's face. Like I, w- I would not call it a punch.
3: On a scale of one to Gilman, how hard was this club? Because Gilman's like one of the hardest clubbers.
1: Well, <laughs> Gilman clubs the back of the head, uh, which is wrestling moves. This was the side of the face. Which, okay. okay. So I don't
0: think he, I don't think he meant to get the side of the face. Obviously, he was coming very hard. Yeah. But he in, got.
2: goes defense. And Bronnig goes defense. I, I watched this video way too many times. You have to start watching way earlier because this kid from Minnesota yes was headbutting. He, like, yeah. he, he was like he was throwing the tornadoes right in his face. Yeah, he would lean with his head and then and then like pop it, and he did it several times. Yes, and you you just see Bronnigle get eventually like break and just come with a heavy cuff. So, right? but it hit on like the head. What
1: happens is they don't call anything really initially. Paulson throws the brick. Uh, it was Minnesota versus Illinois so Medlin mm-hmm. versus Paulson Titans collide and
3: that's a
0: good coaching matchup
1: yeah so they look at it and and i think Paulson just wanted like a caution he in wanted two ca-
0: yeah he wanted a caution to- and
1: they look at it the refs look at it for like ever and they determine brutality dq and then <clears throat> the the coolest part of this was well Medlin loses his mind Uh, not surprisingly. You could
2: make a whole video of Medlin losing his mind in the corner throughout Fargo. Yeah. You could just take clips of him throwing So Medlin immediately is like,
1: to Paulson, he's like, you don't want this, you don't want this. And Paulson actually comes up as like... Can it can it be cautioned in two? Like I truly this was not my intent in this challenge. I don't think Paulson to
3: get, wants to win
0: by well, DQ. He yeah. literally
1: says that. Yeah. He says, can it be cautioned in two after his kid's hand is
0: raised? It was pretty funny. The refs like start going crazy yelling at Medlin, and Paulson's like, it's fine, it's fine. He's yelling at me, not you guys. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um so they determine brutality or whatever, and then I guess I mean the right decision was <clears throat> eventually made not at that mat but they go okay and they re-wrestle the match and Bronicle wins and to me that was a clear so I, I think that's an attention situation I don't even think it's an a, a clear caution and two for what Bronicle did that's that's where I really feel it falls into continuum of aggressiveness in wrestling I think it's clearly you gotta say okay hey attention next time it's a caution and two but I I think it would have been strong to go caution and two there that was his first match in well, the tournament.
2: There, there were a couple, there were a couple things in there. Like, I think that the kid from Minnesota should have been called for attention for his head, yeah. right? I mean, that's the first thing that should have happened. Um, the second thing, either you know, with the, with the club, either caution and two or just just a warning. Um, but what really sort of broke down and why the match was re-wrestled, and I don't know how this happens, but for you to get DQ'd, it takes all three to tango.
1: And they, and they were
2: th- saying that on the, so you can go
1: back and watch the match, and you can hear that said. Like, it. They the officials okay, actually so, say that, so, so I don't w- understand.
0: W- the whistle was not on board. So what no, I was yeah. told... The whistle was not on board. What I was told...
2: right. Was that what it was? I, Whatever the case was, I was told that the match was re-wrestled because they ruled the DQ, and not all three had agreed.
0: It was definitely the whistle because you can like, as the as the uh, the other two officials are like telling him what to do, he is shaking his head like I do not agree with this. And then at one point he says this is Fargo, and then he kind of gets bit
1: at for that. So. But what I don't understand is because the officials knew that. They knew it had to be three, so I don't know how it got determined that it was three for three because they're like, for it to be a DQ, it has to be unanimous. So, I don't know, but regardless. Yeah, I think uh,
2: ultimately they did the right thing and had it
1: re-wrestled. Yep, re-wrestled. Better guy won. Brown Uncle's a better guy. Um, So, yeah, kind of a crazy thing, but all worked out in the end. Brown Uncle won the whole dang thing, so good for him.
3: Mm -hmm. And and then uh, the... One Another question I'd like to, to see answered. I have like a super clear answer for this. Um, Nathan Wynn, guy that seems to ask in a lot, listen a lot. Uh, would you rather have two elite wrestlers face each other several times during the year and cap it off in the NCAA finals or have it build up to one epic showdown in the finals so they don't hit all year and then meet one time in the finals? So I, I, I know where I stand on this. I love the series. I love the
1: rivalry. I don't like the one-off thing. I mean, think about Taylor. Even though Taylor, Dake, okay, Dake won every time. Every match was very different. You, you get kind of get to see the evolution in tactics. Think about Spencer Lee, Nathan Tomasello. I mean, who, why would you not want awesome guys to wrestle more often, right? Like it's,
0: so I'm with CP on well, this, and uh, I'm with I, CP, I but was, I also get the, how awesome was it right before Nick Seriano and Spencer Lee wrestled? Yeah, that was sick. But here's yeah, what, I, like, I, I, the buildup and like the feeling times. you're like, oh my God, it's about to happen. Yeah.
1: No, there's some there's something to be said for there's
2: that. I mean, there's so many there's so many examples of I, I mean, Christian, great point with the with the um, uh, Taylor Dake thing, but
0: Nolf Imar.
2: You know, I mean Gwiz, Gwiz Snyder, what is this gonna look like? Yeah, you know, that was that was pretty cool.
0: I agree. So there's
2: that, but
3: for me in a sport that thrives on Star- I mean, it's an individual sport, so it should. But in a sport that thrives on stars, on, you know, NCAA tournament is all about getting guys to the finals and being big point scorers and, you know, having, having hammers in your lineup. NCAA Division One wrestling is so devoid of rivalries and especially multi year rivalries. And I know this is kind of a single year question, but like, man, do we need more rivalries. And I get it. Like, sometimes it's just not going to happen. Like, certain yeah. schools are not going to hit yeah, during the schedule.
2: I think all cases are different because um, I think in some instances, you know, like right now, like Dayton and Spencer, right? You don't really know what it's going to look like um, and where they're at in relation to each other until you see it the first time. And so there's, there's anticipation there. How about this? But, but, other, but other matchups, you need the first one to happen to make it a thing. Because what if I said this? You know, uh, Michigan's duel in Ohio State tonight. Snyder and Kuhn. What if I said that six months ago? You'd be like, oh, neat. And what if five minutes after it happened, I said, Kuhn beat Snyder. Now you can't wait till the next one. Yep. You know what I mean? It, it, they're, they're, they each have their own life, kind of.
1: Yeah. No, I love uh, – I mean – Kyle brought up Nolf Imar. I mean, maybe the most. That's like your favorite. Oh, my, I mean. You speak th- so
3: glowingly about that series. That Big
1: Ten final was like uh, a bloodbath. That was insane. I mean, first of all, Nolf comes out, smashes Imar in their first meeting at Illinois. And it's like, oh, my, and everyone knew going into that match that this is a thing, right?
3: And then he kills him. And how soon after that, how soon after Imar's dad dying was that match? Was that like real soon after, or was it like just it, the specter hung over the no,
0: whole season? No, it was. No, that was like four pre- months, four or five months. Yeah, it was Okay, like, yeah.
3: So it was just like the season it hung over. Like pre- I c- couldn't remember anyway.
1: Um, yeah, and then their Big Ten final was great, and then their NCAA final was really <laughs> close too. Um, Imar's had to dig super deep to beat North those last two times. I mean, great, great series, and I'm. I wish, Imar had stayed down the last couple of years, so we could have had that, um,
3: that matchup, but. Didn't happen. He went up, but that was a good one-year rivalry anyways. Yeah, that's that's the thing. And, again, you know, I mean, I'm going to go up. Like, guys are going to get bigger, right? Like, And, you know, who knows how many times we would hit each other anyway. Probably a lot more. But, man, oh, I really wish we had more rivalries in college wrestling.
1: For sure. Well, I believe it's time. Time for us to go. I don't even I'll know what start. time we started. 825. 825, okay. So, like, 15 minutes into OT. So, LJ or Caleb... Our producer extraordinaire, think they're playing the outro music. It's time to go. Thank you, Asics. We went into the fourth ultimate. Thank right you, Asics. Thank you, Willie.
2: Thank you, Kyle. Turn into clues uh, number one tomorrow. Me
3: yeah. 10.30 a.m. Central time, please right. watch. Everyone, if you're in the
1: uh, greater Austin era, stay cool. Make sure you're hydrated. Willie, you stay hydrated. Make sure if you go outside, Willie, you put on your little gardening hat behind you there. That thing is absolutely adorable um yeah All we'll right. see you thursday there you go please putting it on this is cute if you're watching my, on video it's my mother's mm-hmm. fits you pretty well though too